I said it before and I'll say it again. We should have had Javier on this one because now everyone's going to be disappointed. I agree. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with the man. You know, speaking of the man, there's a man who's deemed the fastest man in the world. Most people don't know this, but he's actually the second fastest man in the world. His name is Hussein Bolt. The first fastest man in the world is the man we call Ramon, who is the man carrying the TV camera running besides him. I'm Ramon. Indeed. DDR. Today, we finish a series titled Peace with an episode titled Trust. That's right. It's a rainy day. You're going to be able to hear that. And that's all right. Because we like the rain. That being said, this episode on trust has a scripture. And the scripture today comes from... The book of Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 4. Say to the fearful of heart, be strong. Do not fear. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Mm. Delicious. So let's get this podcast on the road. We're talking about peace. Episode one is about fear. Episode two is about panic. And then episode three is about trust. You know, as we release this podcast, it is the, well, currently recording on Holy Thursday. This will come out. On the second day, or right smack in the middle of the tritium. Tritium. I always called it tritium, but I've heard people like Dr. Scott Hahn call it tritium. And I'm willing to bet anything. In fact, the whole farm, that he's smarter than I am. So I'm going to go with tritium. But trust, the reason why, why it seems, I don't know, even a little providential, that this podcast is going out on this day is that if we're actually coming out on Good Friday with this, then it's the time when it seems like we should be trusting the least because we are where we are in the times that we're living, where we're not allowed to go to stores without a mask. You know, we're not allowed to, uh, to have functions with our family and celebrate Easter the way God intended. I guess this is the way God intended. And intended. Man. The English is hard. It is hard. And we need to trust that this is the way God intended things to be. And it doesn't seem that way a lot of times. You know, when the apostles were in the ship, in the ship, in the little boat, and Jesus was sleeping throughout the storm, it didn't seem like a good idea to trust. You know, when he was being crucified, it didn't seem like a good idea to trust. And right now, when people are dying, it doesn't seem like a good idea to go on a podcast and quote John chapter 11, when we're saying... This shall not end in death, but it is for the glory of God. How can we say that when people are dying left and right? You know, it's not the worst pandemic. It's not the worst thing that's happened, but it is happening and it is bad. You know, people are dying and we need to take that seriously. Spiritually speaking, I can tell you I'm at peace. 
Like I am trusting the process. I am letting God do what he's going to do in my heart and trust that what he is letting happen is for a good reason. And like we've said in the past, you know, we've, we've seen that, that growth in our families. I've seen that growth in the relationships in our home. And, and then the, that conversation that my wife and I were having, we, we were talking about Judgment Day and how some of us, I don't know, secret, excuse me, secretly or publicly can't wait for that to happen. Like sometimes, like my wife and I were just like, Jesus, just come back already. It seems like a good idea. I mentioned Dr. Scott Hahn a little while ago because I was listening to, a, to an interview that they did on Catholic Answers with him about his new book, a book that, that was supposed to come out already and, and he had to push it back a little bit because of the coronavirus and to enter, to write a little bit more on it because of, of what's happening right now. And, uh, and the title of the book, I believe, is Hope to Die. I don't know if you can even order it yet, but it's, it's out there, you know, and we can... And I'm, I'm probably going to buy it. I'm not even going to lie. The general idea is like really good. It's like, why is it that we're so obsessed with mortality? You know, we talk about death like it's nothing in the Catholic Church. We keep the bones of saints in our altars. We have the saying, or at least the Benedictine monks have the saying, momentum mori, which means remember your death. You know, all these things that have to do with death. And Jesus says whenever, whenever, whenever he performs a miracle where he brings someone back to life, he kind of treats it very lightly and says, oh, they're, they're only asleep. While everyone else is panicking. Which, I mean, I take it as a sign that God is saying, trust. Just like he does over and over again in scripture. Just like he does over and over again in our lives. And just like he's doing today with you and me. I was actually thinking about talking about Memento Mori. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out hey. to Andy. Have you seen this car? I'll send you the picture. Okay. Um, no, because I've, I've been thinking about getting a tattoo. And uh, it, it's it's a Mori. Are you 18 already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go too much into it. But I'm going to be 34 this year. And I'm glad I haven't gotten any tattoos. Because what I used to be into was really dumb. And even if it was like a religious thing, it, it, it was just, I was just going to get a cross, which is awesome. But I wanted something, something that, and, and I've always had this where, where something that would represent how much I trust God. Up to this point, I still feel like I don't trust him enough. I know I don't trust him enough. But that whole memento mori where it, it leads you to, to trust in God's mercy and remember that we're only here as you know we're just passing by we're just passing by again i'm not going to go too much into the whole tattoo thing but it just you just remind me of that of how this pandemic is it's definitely not nothing but i'm really not scared of it i've said it before i'll say it again if i die it's because god wants me to go home already and um trusting that that god trusting in god's mercy but we're also supposed to do the the work that we have to do if we trusted God as much as he needs us to trust him, I don't think we would panic about a lot of the things that make us panic. You know, when we lose a job, when we lose a loved one. I even said in the gospel, um, I believe it was last week with uh, Lazarus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. You know, how many times have we asked that in, in, in our own lives? Like, Lord, why me? Like, why this? Why that? 
why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? And it's crazy that I, I actually feel like this this pandemic is more of a gift from God. And yes, a lot of people are dying, but I feel like this is an opportunity for us to trust in in His mercy. And if we took if we took God as seriously as we're taking this this COVID virus, it's crazy how I see most people wearing a mask to cover their mouth so that nothing bad may enter. But it's crazy how when things are quote unquote normal, we don't really watch our mouth to see what comes out of it. Because, and you can cue the elevator music if you want, because oh, that's I will. exactly what, <laughs> what I kind of wanted to talk about too. Elevator music? This yeah. music? Nice. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Delicious. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And that makes me think, like, why is it that we don't we don't take our faith seriously enough to watch what comes out of our mouth? And I'm not just talking about profanity. I'm talking about the lack of respect that we have for the lack of reverence that we have for other Christians and for for other children of God and the lack of self-respect and the lack of it sounds like a lecture <laughs> but really like dude like we gotta bit. watch ourselves mm-hmm. we, we really gotta watch ourselves like why is it that this thing again it it's definitely not nothing but why is it that this thing is scaring us more than going to hell why is it that death scares us more physical death scares us more than spiritual death it's crazy it is crazy you know what we seem to not really know the difference between time and eternity let's just say eternity is way longer you know but we seem to be so preoccupied with our mortality our physical mortality and not so much like you were saying our spiritual mortality we give it a disordered amount of importance you know our physical mortality like a little bit too much and i'm not saying go out there ride a motorcycle and don't wear a helmet i'm not saying do uh, take steps to make sure you get some sort of heart disease or cancer or whatever i mean you do you enjoy life eat non-organic if you want like i'm, I'm all about organic because i'm all about respecting god's creation and whatnot i mean it's not anything ridiculous but but it's it's not nothing you know we and another thing that's not nothing is what I was saying. You know, we give it a disordered amount of importance, our physical death. And just I'm just backing you up in what you were saying, man. Like, we don't give our eternal death or the possibility of us experiencing eternal death. We don't give that enough importance in our lives. You know, and it's not just with what comes out of our mouths because we can throw daggers at people with our words and what we say matters and what we say really does matter there was a saying about the saying this little story that we probably shared here before in the past where where there's a one one little altar boy in in russia who spills the wine and then the bishop gets really mad at him and insults him and tells him to get the heck out and he leaves eventually he becomes joseph stalin and he kills the bishop you know and if you don't know your history look up joseph stalin and see how many people he killed um and there's this other story where this this altar boy spilled the wine 
And the bishop just looked at him and he was so nervous, the kid, and just told him it's okay. You know, we can just, just pour some more or something. I don't even remember what the words were, but they were not words of hate. They were words of kindness. And that man grew up to be Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And yes, we definitely need to pay attention to the words that come out of our mouths. And I'm just imparting the wisdom that a non-practicing Muslim teacher at a Catholic school once upon a time said. That we need to open the gates of heaven and close the gates of hell. So if you're saying something bad, shut the hell up. Just shut it up. Because it doesn't need to be said. And yes, granted, that didn't need to be said either. I'm just trying to be funny. It, it's not nothing. You know, it's not nothing that our words matter. It's not nothing that even the littlest acts of kindness do matter. Because like we said before, we're not, more than likely, we're not going to be given the opportunity to be martyrs, to die for our faith in any way, shape, or form. We're not going to receive those opportunities that a lot of the saints get. But when you think about the people that have made the most significant impact in anyone's lives, it hasn't been superheroes. It hasn't been people that, that have these incredible stories. You know, the, when you ask most humans alive today, who made the biggest, who's making or who's made the biggest impact in their lives? It's grandma. It's mom. Maybe dad. It's not, it's not... It's not nothing to do your due diligence because in being consistent, you provide, I don't know, I'm thinking about my, my own kids. I'm thinking about this kid that's over here. He's our, our guest. You have James over here playing a video game on a phone, trying to be quiet. Say hi, James. Hi. <laughs> hi there. There he is. Thanks for being quiet, dude. Really appreciate it. Just a little more. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the impact that we're going to have on these little people right here. And it can be either positive or negative. They're either going to remember the good stuff or the bad stuff. And, and what's stacked up against us is that when we suffer, we remember. So when we, when we make them suffer, they're going to remember that. My kids are going to remember the times that I've raised my voice at my wife. My kids are going to remember all the bad stuff that I've done. So I just got to pray that they also remember the good stuff. I also got to pray that they remember to pass on the traditions for example, today, out of nowhere, my wife made unleavened bread. It's Holy Thursday. And I just gave her a hug because she did that and it meant so much to me that we're on the same wavelength and this is what quarantine has done to us. We are becoming of one mind. And it's just so cool that we, we sat down, we had some cranberry juice for the kids. We went kind of Protestant, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm not an ordained priest, so I wasn't going to give my kids wine because all we had was Pinot, Pinot Grigio. Anyway, that's beside the point. But I pulled out the scripture and I started reading that on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, grabbing that delicious unleavened bread. I broke it and I read, as I read the words, that he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take this, this is my body, which will be given up for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup. He took it, blessed it, and gave it to his friends and said, This is my blood, which will be given up for you. Do this in memory of me. And it was such a cool experience to just do that little thing with the family. Tomorrow, which is the day that this podcast come out, comes out, we're going to do the same thing we do every single 
Good Friday. At 12 o'clock, we're going to start watching The Passion of the Christ. We're going to pause it at all the parts of uh, the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And we're going to pray the rosary. And this year, we're going to end it with the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 o'clock when the movie usually ends. And hopefully you, you can develop your own traditions. And you can remember, especially during this time, that we trust in the Lord and in His sacrifice more than we trust in our own fears, more than we trust in the CDC, more than we trust in our president, more than we trust in everyone else. No, I'm not trying to make it political. America. America. I don't like talking about death because it, it sounds so dark, but maybe like the last four years, I've been thinking about my mom and what a pillar of strength that woman has been in our lives and in the lives of others. Mm -hmm. And death is usually a, something sad. But when I think about my mom, I'm most definitely going to be sad when she dies. She's, a, what, she's 61. So she's got maybe like another 20, 25 years, 30 years. It's kind of a long time. But man, does that time go fast. Yeah. Because I'll probably be in my late 50s when I'm not going to have a mom anymore. That's not that old. And, but when I think about that, and I think about, um, about how much I trust in God's mercy, and I think about my mom being in heaven, and I think about how, I, I've, I know I brought this up before, but in military and in law enforcement um, funerals, they say that the person is survived by, let's say, their kids or their wife or whomever they left behind. Because part of who they were stays in the heart's and in the minds of the people that love them, that are still alive. Like that patience, that kindness, that mercy, that toughness, that strength. Part of that state in the people that love them and lived with them. So they still live. And I think about, I think about like when my mom dies, again, I trust that she will be in heaven. And I trust that us, the Garcias, are going to keep making a big, big, big impact in this world. You know, you started talking about the kids started talking about our legacy and i'm not just talking about the children but the, the mark that we the adults are leaving behind all the impact we're having you know you with your students and me with with my job that whether i like it or not i'm gonna leave some sort of impact it's such a good thing i don't want my mom to die but when she does heaven is gonna get a new saint and i want to strive for that in my own life we forget that we're representing our family and everything that we do we need to trust in God's mercy, but we also need to put in the work. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferrum. Ferro. Aquitur. James, thank you for joining us in this recording of the Dude Catholic Podcast. Do you have anything to say? Yeah. What do you have to say? I know how to play. <laughs> because I'm good at how to play. Okay. Play to, to play games. That's why. And see you at the morning. Okay? Uh, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> thank bye. you. I'll hold that. It was essential.